0: traders welcome to today's outlier live where we cover the biggest headlines of the day and what the ai trading data has to say about it our first top story of the day is student loan borrowers are literally putting their financial uh future on the line in an attempt to get their student loans paid off um i don't think that this is going to end so well our second story of the day is the american dream is dead if you don't already own a home you may never you may not be ever able to own a home in the future and our third story of the day this in my opinion is the leading indicator to tell just how good the economy is doing and it's looking really really bad tune in for that and more on today's outlier live some student loan borrowers are refusing to pay their student loans out of protest so basically These people who have their student loans are saying "Nah, i'm not gonna do it i'm gonna stop paying my student loans and it's gonna force you to have to pay them off i'm sorry i i'm i'm failing to follow the logic here i i and 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 on top of all this the fact that they are going to just completely ruin their credit and have a credit score of like 12 because they they uh, they are are protesting paying off their student loans. So, so we're smarter than the government. We definitely know what we're doing because we took out $200,000 to get a teaching degree. And then we're not actually any actually teachers. We're actually working at Starbucks right now, but that, but that's beyond the point. The point is they need to pay off my student loans. Borrowers are re- boycotting repayment in order to pressure the government to cancel their debts. This, this has actually got my brain kind of broken. <laughs> I don't think you understand. Um, It's not going to help. It's not going to do anything. The only person who's going to suffer from this is you, the borrower, who has decided to um, ruin your financial future by failing to pay the obligation that you signed up for. I, I look at the story and i'm just in in complete shock as to how these people think that this is going to work but then again right my wife um she got a, a letter whenever the whole student loan forgiveness was announced and it was uh a letter that says yes you are qualified to get 100 of your student loans paid off um thanks to joe biden thanks to good old uncle joe biden grandpa joe biden and I don't think that's happened yet. In fact, I know for a fact that that hasn't happened yet, because when the student loans repayment started, we've started paying back on it again. Now we can afford it. So I'm not really worried about it. And we have the money to pay it off, but I tell her, I don't want to pay this off. Because the politicians, they use this as a card to get your vote. Four years ago, they played everybody who voted for the Democrats. They said, listen vote for us. We're going to cancel student loans. We're in 2024. We're ready for the next election cycle. Where the hell is that payoff? I don't know, but I know one thing I'm not going to have her pay off her student loans. Cause we could do it in full in a second because they're going to play this card again. Maybe they'll come through. Maybe there's enough people who actually remember these lies that they told and they're going to call them out on their bs and now the only way that they're going to get those votes again is like oh crap you know we promised it before and we didn't deliver so i guess the only way we're going to get those votes is if we actually deliver so it would not surprise me at all if they did forgive some student loans and they've tried this here and there they've forgiven some here and some for other people and we're going to talk about another uh another thing that they're trying to pass right now. But you can't make these promises over and over and then expect people when you don't deliver, when they're stressed financially beyond reproach, and now you're requiring to pay their, their uh, you're requiring them to pay their student loan payments back at a time where they just have no money left over because of inflation. What do you expect these people to do? One thing I did not expect is for them to refuse to pay out of protest. So I, I see both sides of the story here, right? Millions of borrowers with existing student loans still have not made a repayment since the bills resumed in October after a three year hiatus. And some admit they were going to refuse to pay out of protest. And if you're just tuning in real quick, my name is Christopher. You'll look over the biggest headlines of the day and what the AI trading data has to say about it. And if you're interested in that, too, be sure to definitely hit the subscribe button down below and start trading with the world's best AI stock trading assistant. Head to OVTLYR.com right now to see why outliers win. So this uh, continues on. It says 25% said they have not made any payments at all. 9% said they are holding off on paying bills intentionally in an effort to pressure the government into canceling their debts. In my opinion, and this is just my opinion, by not paying your debt, it will not make a difference to the government. Right. That 200 to $500 a month or whatever you got to you got to pay back. The government doesn't care. They're just going to print more money. The government literally does not care about what you're thinking. Because you are the smallest of atom drops in the in the ocean of what they actually can do financially. So you're not going to pressure the government to do anything. Nearly one of 10 delinquent borrowers said in this boycott, 44 said, or one in 10 <clears throat> delinquent borrowers are taking part of the boycott. 44% believe they believe their protests will lead to cancellation of some student loan debt. No, 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 no. This, this is how you can actually do it here. Go on the TikToks, go on the internets, go everywhere and spread this message far and wide. I'm not voting for anybody unless the student debt is canceled don't promise it deliver it deliver it this year before the elections happen in november then then you actually might do something because if you can sway them the they don't care about your dollars i'm being very honest here your dollars are meaningless in the grand scheme of things what they care about your vote they want to stay in power they want their offices if you want to actually embark change here don't ruin your financial future, show them, spread the word, say, we're not doing anything. We're not voting for anybody in your category in your party whatsoever until the student loans are canceled first. Deliver on your promises and then maybe we'll consider voting for you, but don't do it with your dollars here, people. But even if no further debt cancellation comes to the boycott, most of the protesting borrowers believe their efforts will make an impact. They will if you actually boycott on votes. Uh, It goes on to say 86%. um, Hang on. It says 45% are somewhat likely. Hang on. I am having a hard time reading this. 86% told intelligence.com. It's very, okay, so 45% or 41%. That makes up 86%, Chris. Uh, very, or somewhat likely that the boycott will draw attention to the student loan debt conversation, 64%, they believe it's highly or somewhat likely that the boycott will help elect political candidates who believe in loan forgiveness. I'm telling you right now, speak to power, spread the word. If this is your message that you want to fight on, tell them they're not getting your vote unless they cancel or yeah, you're not getting their vote. Unless they cancel student loans before November. Then and only then will they actually listen to you. So let's take a look at what the AI trading data has to say about JP Morgan, one of the the largest financial institutions in the world. And we actually got a sell signal back on December 8th. And if you've been following these these signals here, you actually would have seen a 70.9% return, which is outstanding. So if you want to get your hands on these outstanding signals and an incredible deal which is a very very limited time deal head to ovtlyrdeal.com that's outlierdeal.com to start trading with the world's best ai stock trading assistant today now let's go take a look at what the internet is saying about this right so like i say they're trying right biden's announced a plan to erase student debts student biden has announced a plan to erase erase students for loan debts i don't think they wrote that correctly they're going to erase students <laughs> They're going to raise student loan debts under $12,000. Uh, this person says totally not an election year ploy again, right? Totally not. The ones under $12,000 have nothing to worry about. I actually think this person's right because there are a lot of people with like 120,000, $240,000 of debt. They're the ones that really need to be worried about not enough. He promised us full relief and now he wants to give us $12,000. We need hundred percent forgiveness, erase equals transfer of debt to the taxpayers. And this person says, I bust my backside to pay off $52,000 of debt in five years. Biden wants to swoop in and take credit at this guy. So there's really two sides of the story here, but at the end of the day, all they care about are your votes. Don't don't risk your financial life here. Don't risk your financial future. Do vote with your votes. Show them your vote counts. Show them you're not gonna do this again. You're not gonna listen to their lies. You're not gonna listen to their propaganda. Only when they actually deliver will you actually give them a vote. If you don't already own a home in 2024, you may not ever financially be able to own a home. I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous out there. My home, thank goodness, has doubled in value since the time I bought it. And the financing for that has tripled since I bought it. And that leads to a monthly payment that would be four times higher than what I'm paying today. I'm telling you right now, I couldn't live in this house. I could not live in this beautiful home that I live in today if I were to buy it today. Now think about that. That means we're excluding more and more and more people who want to get into home ownership but they can't literally make the payment they want to own a home but because things have changed so much because interest rates have gone up so much inflation's gone up so much their own bills beyond just their housing expenses have gone up so much that you're excluding more and more and more people out of the buyer pool let's just take i mean let's just use round numbers for example right let's say um Eight years ago, when I bought my house, that there were a thousand people looking at it, who could actually afford it right now of that thousand people who could actually afford it at that time, there may only be 20 that could afford it today. So you're excluding all these buyers and then you've got homeowners like myself who don't want to sell because I don't want to have to go get a new mortgage that I can't afford. And at a rate that is three times higher, and I'm stuck in this house because nobody's going to be able to buy it. And even if someone did buy it, now I have to go and buy another home. And that other home is going to cost a heck of a lot more than the one that I'm in right now when I bought it. We have a cycle keeping people out of the middle class is what this realtor says here. And before we get too much further, my name is Chris you, and We cover the biggest headlines of the day and what the AI trading data has to say about it. And if you're interested in that too, be sure to definitely hit the subscribe button down below. Start trading with the world's best AI stock trading assistant. Head to obtlyr.com to, start, uh, to see why outliers win. Now let's continue on here. Americans now need to make $120,000 to afford a typical middle-class life and qualify to purchase a home, one expert discusses. When I saw that, I was like, "Whoa! 120 grand just to afford a typical middle-class home? Huh? I wonder what the average salary is. The average annual salary in the U.S. is fifty-nine thousand dollars. The average annual salary is half what it t- would take to afford a typical middle-class life and qualify to purchase a home. I could not believe that something's broken in this system here." Right. And going back to the headline, right. We have a cycle keeping people out of the middle class. Yeah. I think most of us in America would define the middle class as somebody who can work a 40 hour week and have the income to purchase an average home in America. Right. Smith explains how just a few years ago, 60 to 70 K would have been sufficient to qualify a home, which was average annual salary. With the average cost of a house being 400 to $420,000 in 2024. People's salaries would have to be 120k a year just to even qualify. Rent prices are up 30 to 40 percent, make it harder for them to save for a house. So it's a perpetual cycle. It's keeping people out of the middle class, right? People need to save 20 percent to get to uh to get to a lot of these mortgages. 20 percent of four hundred thousand dollars is eighty grand. Saving eighty grand is not a trivial feat. Saving eighty thousand dollars when your average annual salary is 59,000, that is a huge monumental task here. And if rent has gone up 30 to 40%, like where are you even going to save it from? And let's, let's also take into account other factors, right? Your insurance, I know your insurance, just like mine went up this year. Your taxes probably went up this year. Everything that you buy went up this year with inflation. And even though they want to say, oh, it's only up 3.7%, oh, it's only up 2.8%, whatever the case is, that's compounding. That's 2.8% more than it was a year ago when it was up 10%, when it was more than it was a year ago, which was up 3%, whatever the case is. Inflation's cooling, but overall, everything is hella more expensive. You know that. So, how are these people expected to even save for a home? How could they even? plan to save $80,000 to get into a average home. Now on the flip side of that, does that mean that we've got a real estate crash on the horizon? Because if I can't sell my home because I can't buy a new home, what would it take for me to get out of this? Well, of course I want to sell mine for as much as I can and buy the next one for as little as I can. I don't want to change in lifestyle. I want a nice, beautiful home like this. So the rates have to come down which we have no control over that's controlled by the fed and then all the banks that price off the fed interest rates. So you've got so many different variables that are all working together to really shoot some people in the foot. Most people are carrying student loan debt, which is at an all time high. The average payment in the country is $500 a month just for the college degree. And some people are saying 500. I wish it's more like 1200 credit card debts also at a record high in America and some people would tell you that that is a good thing some politicians that would tell you that credit card debt at record high means that people are so excited to go spend but we know that's not the case credit card debt at record high is because people are having to use their cards for groceries right they're having to use their credit cards just to pay for their daily living they're having to pay 1200 to 1500 a month in child care i remember it was a very brief stretch where both of my kids were in childcare, and it was twelve hundred dollars each per month, so twenty four hundred dollars a month going to childcare. And I'm sure it can get a lot more than that. This person says even three or four thousand is possible. So if you've got somebody who's renting for twenty five hundred dollars a month, a thousand dollars for two college degree, two college loans, just uh, $2,000 a month for daycare. And just like that, you need a hundred grand to pay for that. $2,500. Now let's not even take into account that the the car payment you've got is probably a thousand dollars these days, right? So we've got 2,500 for rent plus 2,000 for daycare, plus another 2,000. So a thousand for each of two college loans, that's $6,500 a month. That's 78 grand. That's your after tax take home. That's, that's approximately your after tax take home. If you have a hundred thousand dollar a year job, or if you have two fifty dollars dollars year jobs, that's approximately your take home right there. How can anybody get, I mean, I, I absolutely see the math behind this cycle that is keeping people renting and keeping people out of the American dream. Owning a home, if you don't already own one may just have evaporated which is a sad thought but let's take a look at zillow maybe you are in the market to buy a home and you can look at zillow zillow we actually got a sell signal a couple days right after the top here on december 28th and if you've been following these signal returns you've seen a 21.54 percent return just on zillow now imagine that with everything else that you could buy whenever you start trading with the world's best ai stock trading assistant so if you want to learn more, head to OVTLYRdeal.com. That's outlierdeal.com to start trading with AI today and get an incredible once-in-a-lifetime deal. So let's go see what the internet's saying about this, right? The U.S. housing affordability is worse today than the peak of the last housing bubble. The median American household will need to spend 45% of their income to afford a median-priced home, right? We're not looking at luxury homes here. Median price, that's the middle. Homeownership is higher than the 1950s, right well that's good but that doesn't mean the housing uh affordability is any better affordability is better than it was from 1979 to 1990 maybe so but looking at this chart here in recent memory we haven't seen anything close to this january uh 2006 middle of 2006 was the last time that we saw anything this unaffordable and i don't know where this is going to go but it is definitely not looking good for those who don't already own a home out there Credit card delinquencies are surging. Americans are battling high inflation and high interest rates. And this, in my opinion, this, in my opinion, is the number one leading indicator that you need to keep your eyes on as the economy is getting worse and worse. Credit card debt is hitting all time highs. We're over a trillion dollars in credit card debt at this point. And some politicians would tell you that just means the American consumer is so happy. They want to go out and spend their money. Right. They don't mind racking up a little credit card debt because they know they can afford it. But we know the truth. People are having to use that credit card to buy groceries. People are using to to buy uh, use that credit card to pay for childcare. People are having to use that credit card to just pay for the basic necessities that have feels like doubled in price over the last couple of years. And the problem with trying to gaslight America, the problem with trying to gaslight Americans into thinking that we are only using this selfishly because things are just so great. The problem is that we remember what everything costs 2019. We remember what everything costs during the Trump era. We remember all of that. And then you're trying to tell us, oh, inflation's cooling. Things are getting easier. Stop complaining. Prices are going back down. They're not inflation is still over 0 let's let's just do a little 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 uh picture time with chris here right let's say inflation is at this level here let's say inflation's at 2% or so and then it spiked up to 9% okay and then it's going up another 3% and then another 2% and then another 3% and then another 2% at what point did prices ever come back down i don't see that point in fact what i see is prices going up but maybe not up as fast that's what we're dealing with today and because of that people are are, their 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 income is not keeping up with inflation a growing number of americans are falling behind on their credit card payments as they continue to battle high inflation and interest rates All stages of credit delinquency are uh, 30, 60, and 90 days past due are rising in the third quarter, surpassing pre-pandemic levels for the first time. Delinquency rates are now approaching the highest level since 2012. 2.21% of credit card balances were 60 days late during the three-month period, up from 193. Now, when you get into granular numbers like that, just keep in mind, for every hundred dollars that a bank is loaning out on credit cards, $2 are delinquent. 3.19% are 30 days late, and 1.52 are 90 days late. So if I'm an institution and I'm loaning it out and I'm loaning out a hundred bucks and I can only reasonably expect to collect 97 to 98 percent you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna raise the rate on everybody i'm gonna say because of these people who are not paying back their balances i'm just gonna raise the rates across the board i'm gonna make everybody else pay more on their interest rate to make up for the fact that i'm losing two to three percent sorry deal with it what are you gonna do not use your credit card We've got you in a system where you can't stop using your credit card. Just try to stop using your credit card and see what happens. That's what these people are telling you, right? The spike in delinquencies. Banks are giving fewer credit line increases and reducing credit lines more frequently. And not only in credit cards, but I've seen all these different um, auto lenders. They're getting right out of the auto lending business. And the auto rates are, are going astronomically higher. Because they're looking at everybody who's about to start defaulting on those loans that they took out in 2020, 21, 22, 23, where they were paying over sticker price, paying the dealer premiums, and now they can't afford it. They can't afford their $1,200 a month car payment, in addition to the groceries that have doubled, in addition to the uh, student loans that are coming back, in addition to the credit card payments. The rise in credit card usage and debt is particularly concerning because interest rates are astronomically high right now the average credit card rate is at a new record of 20.72 percent and the previous record was 19 percent all the way back in 1991 and hey if you're just tuning in my name is chris for you and we cover the biggest headlines of the day and what the ai trading data has to say about it and if you are interested in that too be sure to definitely hit the subscribe button down below and start trading with the world's best ai stock trading assistant Head to obtlyr.com to see why outliers win. Although inflation has cooled considerably in recent months, it's still up three percent. It's still up three point seven percent compared to the same time a year ago, and that is the part where it drives me absolutely up a wall. I get so frustrated when I see these news commentators and especially the left wing outlets coming out and saying, "Inflation's over. We won. That was easy. There was no damage done to the economy, and we have fixed everything." No. You haven't, my grocery bill has doubled since you've been in office here. And not only that, prices are not coming down. They may not be going up as fast, but they certainly sure as heck are not coming down. And that's why I've been saying for a long time, I think we need to see some real deflation. I think we need to see some real disinflation. Both of those are different terms and they are real things. We've never experienced that in our lifetimes and I hope we actually can. Now, the problem with the inflation, disinflation and deflation is that. When this happens, it can spiral, right? Let's say, for example, I want to sell my home and I can't find buyers. So I drop the price. Let's, let's just use round numbers. Let's say I have a million dollar home and I need to drop it to 900,000 to just attract buyers. So I just de-inflated my house. I deflated my house. Nobody's buying. Because all the other market participants, everybody out there who wants to buy a house are looking at this saying, well, geez, if you just took a hundred thousand dollars off, why would I wait? Why would I buy it now? I can just wait. I can sit on it where I, as a seller, I'm like, geez, I got go to go down this house now. So I'm going to drop another $200,000. So I just took a 30% deflation on my house. And you as the buyer, you're thinking, mm, I think I'll wait a little bit longer. Let's see how much pain he can take before he really gives in. And that is the downward cycle. And that will happen to everything from, um, homes to autos, to your groceries, and then to your job. So while I do want to see some deflation, I don't want to see a spiral out of control. The inflation spike has created severe financial pressures for most U S households, which are forced to pay more for everyday necessities like food and rent. The burden is disproportionately borne by low income Americans whose already stretched paychecks are heavily affected by price fluctuations. Yeah, dude, if you couldn't afford things before this, inflation is absolutely killing you. And then everything's going up in price, like rent, insurance, groceries, gas, you name it. And it's only hurting the people who can afford it the least already. So speaking of what's in your wallet, let's go take a look at capital one, right? taking a look at capital one we got a sell signal back on november 22nd if you had been following these signal signal returns you've seen a 40.77 percent return which is pretty outstanding if you want to get your hands on these outstanding signals head to ovtlyrdeal.com to get probably the greatest deal of our entire life and start trading with the world's best ai stock trading assistant all right let's take a look at this so this is what the internet's saying right Despite the feds signal to pivot interest rates on new car loans are still rising. The average rate on a 48 month new car is 8.5% for the first time since 2001, 8.5%. Jeez Louise. That's high. The same can be seen with credit card debt interest rates, which just hit a new all time high. So why do autos, credit cards, and now, and buy now pay later financing, all continue to charge higher rates. It's a combination of default risk and providers for those financing options. Knowing consumers are desperate. Debt is fueling consumer spending. Yeah, so this is the interest rate. Now, it has, of course, gone down over many, many years, but it's spiking back up. We're looking, the last time it's been this high was uh, 2001-ish, and then it got as high as, geez, 17% back in the 80s, which I definitely don't want to see that. But that's what I'm talking about here, right? If delinquencies are rising, the only way for these banks, institutions to make up for it They're gonna jack up their rates even higher, which is going to cost more people to max out those credit cards, and then more delinquencies are gonna happen. This is not looking good at all. This can no longer this can go on a lot longer than everyone thinks, which oof, yikes. Consumers that are no longer being employed, getting wage increases, or reducing their spending are becoming overextended. They'll take on debt to continue living a lifestyle they got used to living in the good times that they can't afford anymore. Absolutely. The debt cycle will lead to a collapse. At some point they can't continue to get credit extended to them and they're going to default on something. Yeah, absolutely. I can, there there's so much going on in the economy out there that it's, it's frustrating when the politicians want to tell you that everything is great. We know it's not great. We're living this every single day. And I don't know of really very many people at all who are saying that their life is better in 2024 than it was just a few years ago, because we can all remember a time where we were more prosperous. Now, I don't know how to fix that. And hopefully, people smarter than me can fix that in the near future. I mean, the very near future would be great. But I also know that the YouTube algorithm is incredibly smart, and it thinks that you're gonna love one of these two videos. So click one of these to watch more, and I'll see you on the next episode.